Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Halley. And this is episode 70... 72. 72. <laughs> I forgot yes. to double check. I usually double check before I record just so I say the right number and I forgot and I was like, fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Because we start recording differently, like, um, it's got like my previous recordings and then like, I'll put a number so now I can see it, which is uh, good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. 72, 72 days into, it could be, well, could be like 70 days into like this quarantine. It feels like. This has been going on since I've been 12. Mm, it, feels, it feels like forever. It really does. And then uh, what we had the announcement last week that it will be for at least, although, I mean, we knew this, but you need to have it in like confirmation at least another three weeks. Yeah. Um, Can you believe, can you believe the Australian wildfires were this year? I just, when I think Uh, about it, they were this year and I'm just like, no, they were at least six years ago. Yeah. They were. Oh my God. January. It's not mad. They ain't getting a bloody break at all, are they? It's one oh. thing after the other. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. think they're. I don't think they're as hit as badly with coronavirus as we are. No, no. But New Zealand um, might have um, eradicated the whole thing in the next couple of days. Well, what's what only... happens in, when you put a woman in charge? <laughs> That's what they said. That's they handled it. Yeah. Like they put everyone on lockdown almost immediately before they even started testing everything because we took yeah. such a long time to be put into lockdown. Um, which, I, you know, I can't, I mean, I, I try not to, a lot of people are saying, you know, like America and here we've dealt with it very poorly, but, you know, I don't know how we as a country would respond because we're so belligerent in a lot of ways. We can't even do it now, never mind right at the start. Um, if we were to be told to be put in lockdown without any information, you know, I, I think, I don't know if we would be able to do that. Whereas they were put in lockdown almost immediately and had, what, like fewer than five cases in the whole country. And, um, yeah, now that I've got rid of it. Well, I actually spent this morning reading a crazy long article about <clears throat> how the UK fucked this up so badly. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And it was... Where was mostly, that? It was in The Guardian. Oh! Yeah. I mean, they didn't say the word fuck in it, but I, I had that yeah, yeah. myself. But um, <laughs> they basically say because Boris Johnson was so focused on, first of all, his election win, and then on making sure nothing disrupted uh, Brexit um, that he didn't even think anything else about it, anything else until that all happened and then he apparently decided he needed a holiday and he went away with his fiance, uh, and he missed so many of the first five emergency meetings um, for, oh really yeah he missed five emergency meetings for the coronavirus um, all these different things uh, I don't, I've not fact checked it all but I'm just saying what I've read what I've read but yeah, and he yeah, and even even now, like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I get it. When I'm on holiday from work, my annual leave is my annual leave. If someone calls me, no matter how important it is, you need to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. See, I, that's true. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I'm on holiday. Okay, I deserve it. I just worked hard on this campaign. I need yeah. a break. Yeah, <laughs> Boris. Like? like, can you go on holiday in those sort of situations? Like, I don't know. I. 
I if I was getting paid the money that a politician was getting paid and the politician's job is to run the country, I don't really think you'd get a day off. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, I mean, as, as important as my annual leave is, if you've got the responsibility of an entire country on your shoulders yeah. um, during an, like, unknown epidemic, you might want to take a call while you're standing on the, on the beach, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, put down the margarita. Do you know what? Bor- you know Boris Johnson doesn't drink margarita. He he doesn't drink anything that exciting. What do you think Boris Johnson's drink of choice is on holiday? That's such a good question. Uh, I think it'd be, and I was talking about this joke the other day. I mean, I think it would be Malibu because he's such a tasteless bitch. And Malibu's vile. <laughs> Malibu's so easily the worst drink. We were saying this yesterday, like, because um, uh, my friend Owen, who I'll talk about in a moment and stuff, he came up with, like, a good idea. Um, and he basically just gave a list of questions and said it will give us something to like have a conversation with. We ended up talking for ages. Then he was like, oh, um, what's like a spirit that you would just never drink? And I said, there's not anything I wouldn't drink, but I do hate Malibu. And it's ridiculous because you can make a massive cocktail, right? You can make like this two litre, I don't know, four or five litre jug of like every, all of the cocktails, all of the drinks and put the smallest tiny little drip, like a little pipette of Malibu in it. Like bloop. And it's uh, fucking ruined. And then it's Malibu. You know, you drink it like, oh, there's Malibu in here. No, I, don't put, I don't put all of it. I just put a little drop. No, look, I can't say anything but Malibu. And you're like, just trying to, trying to just, it just like contaminates. It is, it's horrible. It's disgusting, it's yeah, yeah. And that's exactly, that's 100% what Boris Johnson drinks. Malibu and Coke. That's what I can see him drinking. I was going to say, he's so he, he's such an animal. He'll literally just be straight Malibu on ice, like nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> With a cucumber in it, something stupid like that. So <laughs> <laughs> like, cucumber, cucumber and coconut. He's like, yes, cucumber and coconut. <laughs> I like to live life in the age, says Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I just read this article about how much uh, the UK had fucked it up. I definitely want to read that actually. So do you send you, for sure. It's it's yeah, a please. long read, and I didn't like. I didn't realize how long it was going to be when I started, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I had to take like two breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be oh, honest, I've only followed because someone was like, "Oh, I, I don't know," telling me some stories about yesterday um, about what's going on and what the rules might be. But I only really take accurate information because I guess that guardian piece is like an opinion piece, obviously. But like the actual information, I'll only take from the BBC website. Like I won't take it from anywhere else at this point because you know there's so many different things floating about, mm. um, different theories. I feel like the BBC will be as accurate as possible for sure, right? Yeah. Well. One of the things, because there's lots of conspiracy theories as well, and um, I'm not going to say I've, I, I bought into them, but this sort of, I did a little bit, I guess, because everybody's like, oh, you can't say China didn't do this on purpose because look how quickly they got set up with everything. Um, and then, well, you know, this is this is what people are saying. Um, you know, look how quickly they turn things around. But then this article kind of explains how, you know, 20 years ago, less than 20 years ago, there was a SARS outbreak, which which happened in... It's actually a really good article, actually, now I think about it. Um, it happened in... Is it the um, same one? It's the same article, yeah. It goes into so much detail oh. about a lot of stuff. Um, and how SARS was a recent pandemic in China that, you know, so to them, they've already had something like this. It's very recent, so they know how to turn around things quite quickly, whilst mm. in, in Western civilizations... They haven't had anything like this in a long, long time. So they they wouldn't know what to do or probably not as prepared for 
things like this. Definitely. I mean, if you look at London, because clearly, like, the equivalent of what's happening right now is, like, snow. Because every time we get, like, three drops of snow, the whole of London breaks down and travel stops and buses don't go. And we don't even know how to cope in that situation. So forget fucking dealing with this because um, yeah, we have no idea how to do it. Yeah, as soon as you get, like, a couple of inches of snow, all on is like, fuck, let's just stop. Inches? Oh, my God. Three centimetres and we're done. Oh, I, I always yeah. get mixed up between inches and centimetres. Really? You see, start telling people. <laughs> <laughs> You've been telling people you got how many inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally centimetres. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your little alternative <laughs> Twitter handle is like seven inch beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's me. Oops. <laughs> I'm a boss. <laughs> I'm just the average, you know, six centimeters. I was saying this the other day, though, like uh, uh, yesterday as well, because, like, we're going to sex, we'll just jump straight to there. Um, <laughs> It makes me, I kind of find these things funny, but also, and maybe it's because, like, you know, I'm a, like, a wavering verse guy or whatever, but uh, people are, like, talking about how horny they are in quarantine and they can't wait to have, like, 17 dicks inside them and stuff. And they'd be like, <laughs> um, I can't wait for someone just to destroy my guts and make sure my innards turn to soup and things like that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Does that sound hot to you? Like, does that make you think, fuck, yeah, I can't wait to, like, blend my intestines? No, no, I, I'm sorry. It doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Imagine turning my guts into warm soup. I can't wait. What? Is that is that meant to be hot? Because it... Anyway, I was like, that doesn't turn me on. It just doesn't... It makes me feel a bit, like... It's funny, but it makes me feel a bit, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but maybe if you, I was, like, thirsty, like, to get fucked, it would be a bit different. Maybe. Oh, I did well. say I'll use this opportunity to practice, you know, because, like, sex toys going up and stuff. But um, it's hard work yeah. getting ready to do this. To get ready to do what? Practice um, with my toy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, it's all, like, a whole thing. It's a whole preparation. And then I'll be like, I could do that or I could just... I could just play PlayStation, and PlayStation always wins. Well, PlayStation is deceiving grace at the minute. If I put the time into the PlayStation that I did into preparing my bottom for first life, I think I'd get my entire fist inside. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> or an Easter egg. This gigantic Ooh. Easter egg. <laughs> um, okay. 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 Moving on. Did you did you get any Easter eggs for Easter? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I sort of i I got one for my mum, but then because oh, actually, I've got one for my sister as well, actually. Um, but yeah, I bought shit loads, and then <laughs> I uh, my sister did this. You know how I have, like these parents parents out there do this really annoying thing where like. The, you know, the first day of school, they always take a picture of the kid by the like the fireplace in the front door. Be like, oh, he's off to school. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, again, I don't know if it's a thing that all parents do, but my sister did this stupid thing where she posted a picture of the kids and the Easter eggs. Like, oh, the Easter bunny's been. And then the kid's sitting there with like all the Easter eggs around him. I'm like, really? 
Is that what people do? Anyway, I seen them in Easter eggs my nephews had, and I was like, absolutely not. Am I giving them any more chocolate than what they already have? <laughs> um, Matt, you laugh, but they had 16 things each. No, 16? Si- 16 each. How many kids are there? Two. So there's 32 things in the table, and there's two kids. No. And I'm talking like range of things, like some of the little chocolate bunnies, but like I'm Who talking this. Well, well, anyway, my sister must have anyway. Um, but I was just saying to mum, that's a lot. Like I'm not giving them any more. They're already going to be obese. Not that they, not that they're fat. But um, so you did the responsible thing and threw them all away in the bin. I know you did. You're so <laughs> like that. No wait, well, actually, that's a lie. You donated them. You donated them to the food bank. Well, there's like, no if they're not going to have them, I, I thought, should definitely use them. I, I mean, I thought about donating to a food bank, but then I thought, oh, social distancing, leaving the house, I'm not allowed. Um, I mean, throwing the bin was an option, but then I think about all the starving kids out there and how throwing away food. I've always brought brought up to not waste food. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did I did what anyone else would do in my situation, and I ate them all. <laughs> how many did you have? Five? So I, let me see. I bought... I bought uh, Tesco was doing these three for something, three for seven pounds, three for eight pounds. So I bought six, and then I bought these little forty mini mini ones. We were going to do a little treasure hunt for them. Um, there's a lot of. Ch- I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of chocolate. I'm not going to lie. There was a, a hell of a lot of <laughs> and I've got a Toblerone bar sitting right here beside me, like one of the big ones. I'm always up and down with Toblerone. I would never choose it, but obviously, like if it's there, I'll eat it. Do you know what I mean? See, this is what somebody else says. Like, you only get to somebody. You only get to Baron when you get to buy something at the airport for somebody else. And I'm yeah. like, no, to Baron. Like, if you were to say to me, Ashley, you want to Baron or Terry's chocolate orange? I'd be like, <gasps> no, you wouldn't. one hundred percent. Oh my god, Terry's chocolate orange all of the way. Oh, nope. so good. So I would good. not thank you for a Terry's chocolate orange. You would not thank me. I wouldn't thank you for it. <laughs> is that a saying? Are you saying because that's quite rude? <laughs> <laughs> if you, <laughs> well, it's supposed to be. If you give me a Terry's chocolate orange, I would be like, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely if you, doing that. If you give me a Toblerone, I'm like, oh well, thanks. Oh wow, no. I'm trying to not have so much chocolate. So in my household growing up, we never got Easter eggs on Easter Day, right? Um, but what we did do is we'd go the next day yeah. on Monday and we would get all of the discounted Easter eggs and then we'd end up like four or five each. Um, so I kind of live by that to this day. Like I would never get someone or myself an Easter egg before Easter because I'm like, I'd rather wait 24 hours and then get, because I've got, I've got Easter eggs for me and my housemates and mm. they were a third of the price. Like, I mean, literally like they were 12 pounds down to four for some of these. One pound fifty for some of them, that like six pounds down to one fifty. That is a quarter of the price for just a day after. Although I did go a couple of days afterwards, and there were shitloads, absolute shitloads. So I only got myself one because you can lose your minds trying to. I was there. I was. I was in the shop for ages, which I should have just left. But I was there for ages. I could not think about what egg I wanted. I definitely made the right choice. But um, it, I'm going to go back next week, and if they're there, I'm going to get another one for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently I'm really good because I haven't even finished the egg yet. So I opened it on, what's today? Today's Sunday. I opened it on Thursday mm-hmm. and I haven't finished the egg yet. 
That's really good. That's really disciplined. Yeah. yeah. It's there just on my bedside. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, and I'll have like a little bit and then I'll go off. And then that'd be my bit for the day. Oh, you're much more disciplined than me. Once it's open, it's gone, is my rule. I don't know why I'm not doing it, to be fair. Why am I not? We've had some... I have no idea why I haven't. I cannot explain. And it's so delicious. I've got a galaxy one. And it's got little... Uh, I like I like eggs with flavour in them. So, you, okay. like, like, extra bits. So this has got little, um, like, caramel pieces inside. Uh, and it's amazing. Galaxy's so much better than, like, Cadbury. Cadbury's really chalky, you know? Mm. Um, where Galaxy is obviously lovely and delicious and smooth. Yeah, um, I just like chocolate. I don't really discriminate against any sort of kinds unless it has some sort of bread or biscuit in it. <clears throat> Do you know what I love though? Um, I think Cadbury's did them, but they did a fruit and nut one where the 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 they're big eggs and they're extra thick, and inside the oh. the egg, inside the actual egg, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. bits of fruit and bits of nut, or there's a crunchy yes. one, or there's a dime one. Oh my god, they were so good. Yeah. I, I mean, I got the equipment of that, but obviously, like, because I'm definitely classed out. I got a Hotel Chocolat one. It was £25 for the egg. Mm. Uh, but it was an extra thick one with loads of pieces inside. Extra thick. Like, you know, I don't know if you did this as a child, but we used to... It, I don't know why we did it, because it was stupid, obviously, but we used to break the Easter eggs on our forehead. Oh, Didn't yeah, you used to yeah. do that? <laughs> but you could not do it with this Easter egg because it was so thick. I don't even know how I opened it. I think I had to get, like, a mallet or something because it was so thick and so so amazing. Yeah. But Hotel Chocolat have not put their eggs on sale yet, you know? It's been a week. <laughs> Those cunts are waiting for you. <laughs> so they, bad. They, they know your game. So bad. Literally, me and my mum, my mum texted me <clears throat> the day before um, Easter being like, no, called me. And she was like, um, don't forget on Monday, we need to go on Hotel Chocolat website and get the Easter eggs. I was like, don't worry, bitch. I got it in the diary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I've been checking and they have not put it on sale. And I was like, how dare they? How dare they yeah so I don't know no shame on, for me. shame on them they need to boy they need my discounted business I'm not paying full price £25 for an easter egg is a bit ridiculous no yeah it is it's a bit ridiculous mm. anyway yeah mm. um, how's your week been Ashley oh the week has been up and down if I'm honest Matt uh, but plodding onwards as always <clears throat> so I had a little mini meltdown on Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those two days, where, I don't know, I just didn't feel right. I think it was we're coming into week four at the time, and I was just like, God, this is just getting to me, and I was just feeling down, and I was feeling really lonely, and I was feeling, like, obviously I love being at home, being with my mum and being with my brother, and we're all in the same house together. But. But. Type, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um. <laughs> It's in, it's in situations like this. And I'm not, I know I'm not innocent and I know there's things I do that will bug other people. But it's the type of thing where even the smallest things are starting to bug me. Definitely. And it, not in a cute, quirky way, but like in a, oh my God, I want to kill you right now type of way. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, just, I was feeling very unmotivated earlier in the week. And I just, I snapped. I think it was my mom had, Basically, what was happening was, so I'm in the house of my mom and my brother. My brother isn't working, and he is spending a lot of his time in his room. And meanwhile, it's sunny weather, and my mom wants 
the fence painted. And I'm saying, why don't you get Keith, or why don't you get him out of his room and paint the fence? But then this argument broke out because apparently it's unfair that I was asking him to paint the fence when he wanted to play the PlayStation and why can't I do it whilst I'm at work, doing real work like that my boss pays me for. Meanwhile, on the work side of things, it was... I was finding it really hard to stay focused. I was finding it really hard to be motivated. Um, and like literally hours were going past and the simplest job was just impossible for me to do. And I just, it was the day I just finished about half an hour early and I went to my room and I was just like, I really can't be bothered. And I actually thought mm-hmm. about phoning my boss the next day and saying, look, I don't know if I can do this at the minute. Like I really don't feel switched on enough to for you to actually pay me. I feel like you're, you're giving me money for no reason. Um... So the next day she, she calls me actually my boss and um I explained to her that I'm not I don't think I'm in the right frame of mind at the minute. She just you know, how did you, how does she know? Um well we just no 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 she she'd call me usually every day anyway, so Okay. Um and she just she was asking me how it was and I was just like, Well to be honest, this is this and I, I was saying I wasn't feeling very good and she had said that, you know, if, if, to be hundred percent honest, that she had gone through the exact same thing a couple of days before where as much as she loves her husband and her two kids, she hated them and she wanted to get out of the house. So she um, she suggested, she drove around to her best friend's house, called her best friend and told her best friend to come to the front door and she sat in the car. Um, and they had a little conversation that way from the car. She goes, it's just nice to see someone real and someone human that's outside the four walls in which I am. I have a conversation. So she told me to take the afternoon off and if I have friends local that I could go and do something similar with I should go do that so I did I did I went and met Mickey and Tilly and mm. we had a social distance coffee from about two three meters away uh at their house so it was good and I have to say after that and then I after that I felt a lot better and I came down the next day and I felt so focused and so motivated and I, I really did and it was shocking my whole attitude had changed I was bubbly and I was just my usual lovely self, if I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Mickey had um, Mickey had given me, uh, there's this thing called Romwad, which is sort of like a, it's a stretching thing, a bit like yoga, but it's focused on movements and stretching the right muscles for particular movements you're going to be doing at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he would give me the, his login for it. And I've been doing a couple of that. So it's a bit like stretch. And I have to say, it was just so relaxing. I just I would sit in the sun in the side garden and just do that for like 20, 40 minutes a day. And then I'd do this horrible sweaty workout, which I loved. We had, I had a Yoss give me one of the big bikes to cycle on. Um, he gave gym. you a bike, did you say? Yeah, so it's one of those, one of those like a gym That's nice. Bike. Yeah. Quick, we, the battle bikes, whatever you call them. Uh, well, yeah, we call it a concept bike. But it, um, the one with like the handles that move, yeah? Oh no no not one of those those are the, oh, okay. the we, not the assault assault bikes these are just this oh, is just yeah. a concept bike um, okay and I you know I did these really horrible sweaty workouts and I loved it and at the end I just lay them ground like sweating everywhere and be like oh it just feels good again <laughs> yeah um, yeah but apart from that the week's been pretty pretty all right I watched all of Killing Eve I've never watched Killing Eve before so I watched season one and two um, you who is this person listen uh, I don't know who. <laughs> Who, who was his... He didn't say don't anything. Say, he didn't respond to Don't say his name. No, no, don't say his name. Oh, well, no, I can't remember his name. I mean, he's fucking fit, but... 
How do you know him? Three things. Hey, nice. He's banging. He had that killing. What did you think? Um, I mean, I didn't respond for a reason. No, I meant to Killing Eve in general. Oh, Killing Eve, I thought was brilliant. Did I mean, you there's a the couple. Season? See, I finished season one and two. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I was saying. Season mom, one is something else, right? Season one is. Is that one of the best things ever made, right? Season one was brilliant. Season two was good, just slower and different. But I, you, I still You'll never be able it. to top the first season. You'll never be able to top that first season of King Eve. Like, it's just incredible. It, like, I literally equate it to like the first season of Heroes. Like, that's how good it is. I think it's amazing. I really do. I, don't, I think it's brilliant, but I don't think it's great. Like, I, I think, think it's, it's one of the greatest first seasons of all time. I really okay. do. I love it so much. And the reason I love, why I do is because of Jodie Comer. I love it because of Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh is good, but she's like herself. Because I watched all of Grey's Anatomy and that's pretty much her anyway. Yeah, do you know what? You're right. Although I liked her more in this than I did in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she was funnier, for sure. And maybe, you know, the writings for her and, and, and whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And she's less intense. Like in Grey's Anatomy, she's very uptight. Yeah. Um, but Jodie Comer is like unbelievable. That performance she's very good. is very, very unbelievable. Good. It's incredible. I, I just think. And then your friend said that Sandra O's good, but she's annoying. And I was like, how is that even possible? That Jodie's annoying. Yeah. Villanelle is one of the best characters. That I cannot deny. Because I started watching the... We started watching... So you know the third season has started, right? Have you started watching that? Yeah. No, Um, no, no. We're going to watch it tonight. Yeah, okay. Well, there's another Russian person and basically they're both speaking in like really bad Russian accents and I was a bit like, hmm. it's It's fine when it's one Russian accent around other regular accents or whatever, but two bad Russian accents in mm. one big conversation, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. It wasn't a huge fan. No. But Killing Eve is amazing. I I really, I really enjoy it. I don't know why I put it off so long. Everybody's been raving about it for years, but I, I mean, I did love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I must say, I did enjoy it. That's good. That should be um, And then big shout out to Fiona Shaw in it as well, who's, I think, a very underrated actress. Who? Um, Fiona Shaw. She is... Fiona Shaw is the, the sort of senior woman with the short brown hair. Oh, really? What else is she yeah. in? She was in the Harry Potter films. Oh, um, and she was in one of my favorite films called The Butcher Boy, and she was in season four, I think, of True Blood. But she's an Irish ex. She's an Irish lesbian actress. Ah, um, uh, it makes sense about the hair. Um, she's good. She's got a really funny scene in um in the first episodes of season three. Oh, she. Uh, she's funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, a lot of it's oh. about her actually, and and she's. I think she's good in the first episode for sure. Yeah, um, well, I like her. I've I got, like her. I've got two new trashy shows which have per- shown up a perfect timing, which is good. So we started watching, yeah, my love for Love Island. Although I did think the last season was bad, and I finished watching it. I didn't watch it all. Um, have you seen on Netflix? They've got a show called Too Hot to Handle. Nope. So um, they basically like it's, it, 
on some shitty article online or something, they basically like said it was like Love Island, but like worse. <laughs> and um, me and my housemate started watching it and it's about like five uh, girls and five guys and they're from around the world actually. So they're not just from America or the UK. So there's, there's both one Australian, one Canadian and they go to this like villa and they have a, an evening or to get to know each other and stuff. And then the next day they're told that they, they've got a month to be there. There's a $100,000 shared prize pot, but the pot will go down if they break the rules. And the rules are that they will not be able to have any sexual contact of any kind. They will not be able to kiss, heavy petting, and they will not be able to masturbate. And they're there for a month. Um, and it's weird because like we're watching the first episode and you know me I do love a trashy show mm-hmm. this is tough to watch this is this is hard it's like I'm sure you'll find like, a way <laughs> we will watch it for sure there's only eight episodes so it's not too bad so you can smash through it um, but it was like it's like they got Love Island and they mixed it with people from The Apprentice so they've come in and they're basically like oh you know I'm a Don and um I'm an alpha male and, you know, my favourite thing about me is my dick. Like, <laughs> things like oh that. God. You're like, oh, God. Like, it's so brazen. Like, it's ridiculous. I love a guy who's got muscles, tattoos and a sense of humour, but they've got to be six foot four. You like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things like that, you know. Are, um, are, any of them, are any of them hot? I would say that four out of the five guys are hot. Oh, of course they are. The only one that isn't, and I knew I recognised him from somewhere, was this contestant on America's Next Top Model. And I was looking at him, I was like, who is this person? I know it. And then I looked it up and he was from America's Next Top Model. And I don't think he's fit. But the others are. The others are fit. The others are ridiculous, actually. Ridiculous. Do you have a favourite? Probably, there's an Australian guy who's like six foot five. He ain't got any tattoos, but he's like childish and he's got like a big smile. Um, they're actually a bit too much for me to be fair. There's like, you know, when they're like hot, but there's something off putting about them. Um, that's that's what I see. Like, their bodies the pre- are ridiculous. The They've got great teeth. Probably the personality, yeah. <laughs> it is literally at The Apprentice Love Island. It's ridiculous. They're vile. So I can't wait to watch more. We've watched um, just one episode so far. <laughs> they're vile. I can't wait to watch more. <laughs> yeah. Well, to class it up, so I used to watch Project Runway and then. Heidi Klum and the guy that was on it, I don't know what happened, but they start their own show on Amazon now. So it's called Making the Cut and it's a fashion show. So these people are actually right. talented. Um, and then they got Naomi Campbell on the first episode and um, Nicole Richie and like the former editor of like Vogue um, France. So they've got like proper people. So this is like good trashy reality TV where, you know, these people are actually talented and they've literally got like the top of the top within the industry. So I'm kind of balanced out, you know? Mm. And it comes at perfect timing because I didn't know what to watch, and now I've got two good shows. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I um, they both sound awful. What even making I, the cut? Yeah, everything. Just I, I know. I watched um, so uh, I, I, uh, one of one of my online friends here in Northern Ireland. Uh, he's works in radio. He's called Vinny. He's a new TV show out. And he was, um, he works in TV and radio for the BBC in Northern Ireland. And he, um, he's a new show out. And I watched it. He was chatting to me earlier in the week and he was just like, have you watched my show? Because he listens to the podcast. Um, oh, yeah, connections. 
I know. Well, this is me. I'm, you know, I like to mingle. And he was, um, he was saying, oh, do you, do you, did you watch the show? And I felt bad because I was like, no, I don't. But I said, I don't really like reality TV. Um, then I felt oh, bad because he, because he, he does, uh, he does listen to the podcast. And I was like, do you know what? I'll give it a go. And I sat last Monday night, I think it was, and I watched the first three episodes. Um, what is it? I don't know if you'll get it because it's BBC Northern Ireland, but it might be on BBC iPlayer. But it's called um, My First Home or something like that. Oh. And it's a house buying. So the concept's actually really cool. So the concept is they take first time home buyers and they take them to see one of like Northern Ireland's most beautiful homes. Um, and then as they go around, they go around this house with an interior designer and they say, oh, I like how they did this. I like how they do that. And then what they do is they, um, then Vinny would take them to three houses that's inside their budget. And then outside of, or once they decide on which, once they see all the houses, they, um, they decide which one they want to have a virtual makeover by the interior designers. Then the interior designer then does this 3D makeover of the house based on all the things they liked in the nice house and all within their budget. Um, and that's it. And that's the show. The first episode was a gay couple buying their first house. Um, and one of the gays just really annoyed me. He he was one of those, everything, nothing was really good enough, nothing was right, nothing was this. And his partner was a bit more level-headed, but I was just like, oh, God, you're the vile. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next episode had this he this is one guy who I'm just going to assume he was gay because he came across gay but it's not mentioned that he's gay um, he came across as gay what I don't know I, it's not controversial you know people form opinions um, it's okay to have opinions uh, so yeah and he was just he had this really low budget for a house and he expected the world and I just I just wanted to slap him so badly and be like you need a reality check and then the <laughs> third episode was a straight couple who were married and do you know what you know you always make the joke how much I hate women the only person out of all the contestants I liked was the the, the female did she have strong uh, shoulders she was um how do I put this delicately? I'm not I'm not gonna even say anything because I'm sure I'll offend somebody. Say so she was full of figures, go on, she was broad. <laughs> she was She was a big girl. She was a big girl. <laughs> she was built like a train. Uh, oh that's not nice, is it? Uh, you were gonna she go was... in not at all, and that's what you chose. <laughs> <laughs> she um uh, she was she was lovely. She, she was lovely. She's the one who did the demolition on the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just put her on a string and then smashed her into the wall. <laughs> wow, you're so horrible. I, well, that's exactly what I said. But her, her, her husband is—I don't know how. To me, and I really hope it can't be seen outside because it just shows you how backwards some people think. First of all, her husband had the worst teeth, um, and. I mean, it is Northern Ireland, to be fair. Uh, excuse you, me. <gasps> you take a seat right now. I'm sitting down already, bitch. Well, her husband is an idiot, and he 
said, they're looking around this house and he goes, oh, what I like about this kitchen is that there's no dishwasher. And then Vinny, the, the host, he goes, don't you like dishwashers? And he goes, oh, I just think it's laziness. Um, and then he goes, Vinny goes, who does the dishes in your house? He goes, oh, my wife. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> are you for real? You've just gone on TV coming across like a dickhead. Oh, it's not anyway. like bumpkins in Northern Ireland. It is something else. But <laughs> I have to say, Vinny does a really good job. He's a very, he's usually, and I said to him before, but you have a face for radio rather than TV. Oh um, my God. To him. <laughs> of course to him. I'm joking. Like, a- he, Vinny is a very handsome guy. Obviously, um, he's an online friend. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, but his, in the episode three, his... He's clearly cold because his nipples are in show the whole time through his, uh, through, his, <laughs> through his little sweater. And I was like, I know that's trouble. Mine are always on point no matter, what time of, no matter what time of year. Mine are always pointy. And I can wear a vest, a t-shirt, and a jumper. Mine never get pointy unless I flick them. Mine are always there. Always. Even now, I'm feeling them. But you know, I've got my scars <laughs> on my chest. So some people think my nipples are my scars. And then it's funny. Oh, yeah. There was a guy on Instagram the other day and he his nipples were like bullets. I was just like, oh my God. I think that happens to people that play with them and pull them a lot, for sure. It has to be. They can't just be like that way, naturally. No, I think you're right. Did you say a guy on Twitter? Instagram. Oh, I was going to say, because I was like, it's definitely porn. Well, <laughs> um, 100%, but no. Well, oh, I had that lovely dream about my, my porn boo the other night. I was like, oh. oh my god, it'd be so good. Did you message him? No, of course not. Yeah, you won't get a message, but you know what? You may as well shoot your shot in it. Ash, uh, when he was going to the gym before quarantine, he noticed a guy at the gym who's incredibly, incredibly attractive. And kind of like, you know, when you like see someone, and I used to have a customer in Neon, he used to be the, I should not say that, he used to have a customer <laughs> um, that came in that was a, uh, a porn star and I'd seen them anyway so I knew who they were and they're actually in a few scenes together um, and I said to Ashley that he should message the guy and see if he can get it in do it yeah well this is, I, I before Christmas I noticed this guy in the gym and I just thought oh my goodness you're crazy handsome um, and uh, I seen him a couple of times this is before this is when I wasn't working and I used to go to the gym like around just around lunchtime and I thought, right, I'm going to plan to come to the gym every day around lunchtime so I can see him. And I said to him, right, next time, no, I didn't say it. I said hello to him. I, I remember speaking to him, I said hello to him. And then um, I said, the next time I see him, I'm going to ask him out. And then he wasn't there the next day. And then the, the next day, I think I didn't go to the gym. And then I flew home for Christmas or something like that. And I was trying to describe him to my friend who's one of the PTs in the gym to keep an eye out for him. But then that was it. That was like, that was back in December. And then about two weeks ago, he pops up on my Instagram and I'm like, oh, this guy looks so familiar. And then it was only like a week ago, I was going through some of his old posts and I was like, well, he goes to the same gym. And then I realized who it was and I was like, oh, there we go. And he does porn. And I think it's okay. I would get with someone who did porn, I think. I think so. Um, I would have no qualms of getting with somebody who does porn. Wouldn't put me off. No, I don't think so. As long as they're attractive and they're nice. 
Yeah. Then it doesn't really bother me. I don't know if I would be in... I'd be interested if I'd be in a relationship with someone. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, I'm not... It's, it's really about the person, I guess. You should. You should do it. No. You won't get response, but... You know what? 100% won't get a response. At least, you know, like, when you see him back in the gym in a couple of months' time, you could be like, Sir, did you see my message? Did you... <laughs> Did you, did you see it? And then it'll be a good starting like um, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and then, right. Let's let's move on. Do you want to talk about Ash? Well, I had this. Like, it was a short thing. And I just, I watched this little video the other day, which was obviously done before the whole coronavirus lockdown. But it was, uh, it just made me really happy and I got like, all the feels and I just cried a little bit. And it was a flash mob proposal. And basically what had happened is this guy and his partner and his partner's parents were all going somewhere and they get out of the cabs there's two different cabs. I think they went in two different cabs. They got out of the cabs and they're walking towards this cafe. And then outside the cafe, they're playing music. And then all of a sudden, the music changes. And the, the guy who doesn't know he's been filmed, well, he knows he's been filmed because he just assumes the cameras are there to capture what's happening, but not mm. that he's part of it. Um, and he, so he picks, he can hear everything he's saying and stuff. He goes, oh, it's our song. And he said to his partner, it's a song. And they all like, they sort of lean and, like they lean on each other and watch like the music play. And then all of a sudden these dancers get up and dance. Um, and everyone's in on it except for this one guy. So even the guy's parents know, um, and they're recording it and acting as if this is just really cute. Um, and there's this flash mob. And I just thought it's super cute. Um, and then he, like they, they bring people in. From, at one point they bring the, the guy in from the crowd, not the guy who is being surprised, but the guy who organized it. And he's like really awkwardly dancing as if he doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden he just breaks into this dance with them. And then at that, <laughs> at that point, the guy realizes this is all for him. Mm. And his face just, and he just like cries and I was just like, Oh my God, this is the cutest. Um, I think at this point they're actually playing Bruno Mars. I think I want to marry you. And I'm like, oh, mm. this is just so cute. This is in the um, street, is it? This is in like a little, like, I'm going to say a little French cafe or something like that. Um, it's European. Inside the building? No, no, out in, this, out in the, like the promenade. Okay. Um, and so it's just really cute. And I thought, would I want, if I, if somebody was proposed to me and they flash mobbed it, would I like it? Would you like it, Matt? If you were, let's say, somewhere in Italy with a special someone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? I will say this, and obviously we're just getting to know each other. That is not something I wouldn't put past him. That's the kindest bullshit that he would do <laughs> for sure. Like, for sure. I could see that immediately. He loves a little dance anyway. Um, I can say... You, do you know what my stance is on marriage? Uh, why don't you tell us? 
I've definitely said it before, but I'll go, well, I'll answer the question first. I would absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. It would be the worst way to propose to me, for sure. Like, I, I couldn't think of anything... Like, you know, when, like, you see on, like, films and stuff when they do it, or friends, um, when they, like, do it in, like, a sporting event and, you like, you're on the screen, everyone sees. Like, I just think that's just... you Because the thing is, is in those situations, you can't say anything but yes, right? So you're basically under duress, and I would hate that. Because yeah. I want to be able to make a decision. And the other person has to be absolutely certain that the person they're doing it to will say yes. Um, for sure, right? Like, you can't do it without knowing that that person's going to say yes. You have to be almost certain. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is, it's the same reason why I don't really care for marriage, to be honest, that much. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not important to me to get married under anyway. I'm not against it in that, like, I would never do it, but I would have to have, like, certain, like, rules and stuff around it. But the thing that I don't like about marriage is I don't like the blatant, um, like, show of, oh, look at me and how happy we are and, you know, my love and, and all this sort of stuff. And I think it's all very, like, self-serving. And I think that's the same for, like, that sort of situation. You know? It's mm -hmm. very show-off. It's very flashy. It's very, you know, just not... I think if marriage and love is supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be very intimate, very close. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the opposite of that. I think that's the opposite. No, I don't... I, I wouldn't like that. I would, and I would never. I, the only reason why I would do it is because I love to dance. If I was to do it myself, if I was to propose, um, it's because I love I was, to dance. I was going to say, would you propose that way though? I would never propose. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Uh, oh, I, I, I remember I said it before to Adam and stuff. I was like, "There's just no way." I'd always have to be proposed to because it would never, it would never come to my mind to be like, "God, I really want to marry this person." It would come to my mind to you're say, just... "I really want to go and say it." I'm just what, bitch? You're just cheap and don't want to buy a ring. No, listen. I, I've said it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather spend the money on a six-month, one-year, like, secondment, kind of, you know, like, family break, like, a break between us to travel around the world. And, you know, if I'm going to celebrate our marriage and our love and stuff, then I'm going to do it. I'm not paying for everybody's dinner, all that sort of shit. And it will never cross my mind at this point. Maybe it'll change. Who knows? But it just wouldn't go to my head like, oh, God, I really want to propose. Because I don't really want to get married. So why would I propose, you know? Fair. Even if the other person, even if the other person wanted to. I mean, you know, one of the benefits, although, you know, you can do it in a heterosexual relationship is, you know, we don't have set roles, so anyone can propose to anyone. But if someone were to propose to me, it would have to come with a conversation beforehand because they would definitely know how I feel about marriage. But if it was really important to them, then I'd rather them just do it in a nice, intimate situation after us having a good conversation about it and understanding of where we're at um, and how our wedding will go and what our marriage will be like kind of thing, you know? Mm. Mm. I'm the same. Like, as much as I think it's cute, like, and I love watching videos of uh, flash mob proposals. I realise it's my new thing. Um, it's your thing. That's so funny. It's my, <laughs> it's my new thing. There's quite a few of them and I'm like, oh my God, I love them. Or like recorded proposals, like there's just one where there's, he takes his girlfriend to the cinema and like he's already pre-recorded a trailer of it and he's he nipped out to go buy some popcorn. Meanwhile the trailer plays and he's pre-recorded it. And then it Yeah, it's it's I'm like, oh my god, this is so cute. But then 
hundred percent. If that was me, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. In fact, definitely no, because you just did this. You just did this. <laughs> this is the reason that we're not getting married. <clears throat> um, that was such a good performance. <laughs> oh my god, I, did you just learn that dance? Uh, no. I, oh my I, god, I, my mum's just over there. No. <laughs> your whole your whole family are here. Um it makes it a lot harder to say no, but no. It's a no. It's still a no. Thank you, um, but no. No. But um I don't know. My my thoughts on marriage change all the time. Sometimes I don't want to get married, and sometimes I do. I mean, at the minute, there's no option of getting married, so um, that's that. But would you want uh, to when you're at home? When what now on coronavirus? Oh, I think you meant the option is in Northern Ireland. Wait, was it legalized? It was legalized, wasn't it? It's it's legalized now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I mean, the option is is in that there's no potential suitors out there. Um, who are single. <laughs> I've heard of this new show and you might want to apply it. It's called Too Hot to Handle and I think you would be able to find your love there. <laughs> All you need uh, some big arms, a six pack and the worst personality in the world and you have one of those already. And you know, I can easily go a month without having sex because it's pretty much <laughs> my life. Master- one month without masturbating. Oh shit. I don't know. Don't That's know about that. Sir. That is ridiculous. You, they should give someone a hundred grand just for that. Just put them in a room, in a house. How do they like, know? How do they know if somebody masturbates or not? They've got cameras everywhere. I can, I can masturbate in my bedroom without people knowing when I'm masturbating in my bedroom. Absolutely not. There's no way. How? I'm not giving away my techniques. Uh? I'm not giving away my techniques. <laughs> Why would you need that technique? We've been practicing. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but I think when I get, I would, I have no qualms in being the one who proposes versus Did being the one. Did you say qualms? Uh, what's the word qualms? Yeah, with an L, not an R. Oh, no there's an L in it. There's, there's, there's an L in it. You're so funny. No qualms. Qualms. I have no qualms. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off um corns um I've no problem with being Issue. the person <laughs> 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 I've no issue of being the one who's proposed to versus the one who does the proposing um I think in my head I'd rather do the one that's proposing um only because I like to be in control but that said mm. I also yeah, I also hate surprises, so I wouldn't like to be surprised. But I also like the thought that somebody loves me enough to want to be with me and makes that gesture, so I think it's a bit of both. I don't know. I think that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. If someone were I, going to do it, I, I wouldn't mind, like, if it was, like, a dinner party or a small party with, like, you know, for, like, my birthday or something with, like, my family and friends, you know, like, close friends, where it's, like, mm. you know, 10, 12 or 15 of us around a table and then eventually they just do it. And, you know, like my mum was there and stuff like that. Like, I think that would be quite cute. That would make me quite emotional if, like, the people I love the most are there. But not... Because um, that's what I would want it f- from my wedding. I wouldn't want a wedding with, like, tons and tons of people, you know? Oh, no. I want a very no, no, no. small wedding. 
small. And, and do you know what? I 100% won't spend a lot of money on the wedding. The only thing I'd spend money I would definitely do a registry office. I would have a massive party, but a registry office. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be all out with suits and all that shit, flowers. The only thing I'd keep is the only thing I'd spend a lot of money on is the rings. It's the only thing you keep forever. I would do the suits, but they would be suits that you can wear somewhere else, not just you know, like wedding ones that might be like long tails and things like that. That yeah. would never be appropriate anywhere else. Um, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would want like shoes and a suit and or trousers and a jacket that I could wear in other places. And if I had like groomsmen and like a best man and stuff like that then they would have suits that they can wear somewhere else. Even to like, I don't want to say work, because it'd be like relatively flashy or something, but maybe it's like another wedding or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, someone else, so this question, and talking about like rings and stuff, um, oh, and yesterday, one of the questions he asked, which we never actually answered was, he was like, what is your most prized possession? And I was thinking about this because I'm like the opposite of materialistic. Like I have no sentiment towards the things that I own. Um, I love buying clothes and things, but I also have no problem with throwing them away. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I was like, I don't have any belongings. And I'm looking around my room and thinking about, and literally all of my belongings are in this room, which is very little. Like, I'd be like my slippers, do you know what I mean? Or something like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what is my most prized possession. And I don't know if like something, I guess expensive jewellery would fall within that category, but... I don't know. Um, I right now this is mine's the Toblerone line right beside me. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, it should be you? your anti spot cream. Aye. Oh. <laughs> How bad do you think my skin's got? Given that all my expensive ah, stuff all the over, chocolate. No, all the expensive stuff I have is over in London. It's not here with me. <gasps> really? Has it changed your skin? It's so dry. Why don't you order feel... some online? Because it's 200 fucking quid. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be doing in two months. I don't know if I have a job. I'm not going to spend 200 quid on a fucking moisturizer. It's a lot. I was watching, um, you know, YouTube, I go into like, little YouTube holes and I like watching makeup tutorials. And then I watched a couple of like um, D-drag tutorials, what they do that like, take for the makeup and the moisturizer they use. And I was mm. like, fuck me. I thought I put a lot on. These people, or this person in particular, the amount of product they would put on their face after they'd like, taken their makeup off and all the layers, I was like, wow, that must be so expensive and so time-consuming. I was like, how the fuck should you do that? And they still had spots. I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm so... Like, I just... I don't know how they do all of that. Mm. And all of those products. I'm glad I don't need to use all of these things. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so marriage. We'll see. Um, but I just thought it was cute. The little, little um, flash mob. Little, it was so, so cute. Do you know what I did want to talk about, actually? Is I saw... Um, Andy Goode post on Twitter, right? So, do you know who Andy Goode is? Yeah, of course. He's hot. No, no, he's not. <laughs> he is hot. I would, 100%. Are you taking the piss? No, I am not. I think he's really, really hot. I don't think you know who I'm talking about, clearly. He does. He does the podcast with Jim Hamilton. Are you serious? 
Or get get to the point. This is clearly now the point. Are you mad? (laughs) Even when he was playing, he wasn't hot. And now? No. No, but he's got... He had had the hair transplant. He had a hair transplant, didn't he? I don't know. Mm. I'm, I definitely support that, though. Ever since I shaved my head and looking at my hairline, I'm like, fuck me. I don't even know what to do. Like, it's all over the place. But we'll see. Um, and, well, what I want to talk about is a post that he'd said, but also remind me about you just talking about, like, your challenges this week and stuff. Um, and, you know, and I've been very up and down as well this week. And, you know, um, something I spoke about with my therapist on Tuesday, just about, like, the challenges of, like, dealing with your emotions and, you know, things and being more sensitive. And mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, um, or a week ago, Sam Smith had posted a video on Instagram, just basically like breaking down and crying and saying how challenging it is being in self-isolation. And then over this week or so, people have been very critical over like, um, you know, like celebrities posting about how difficult it is to be in isolation quarantine because of how rich they are and the resources they have. And he'd written, uh, he'd posted a picture of Sam Smith and then he posted a picture of Captain Tom Moore. Have you heard about Captain Tom? No. Oh, okay. So he's this 99-year-old war vet. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Has been raising money for the NHS and raised over like 15 million pounds already. He raised over 700 grand in the first 24 hours and he's doing walks in his garden and then he's like asking people to donate. And then he posted a picture of them two next to each other. And so this picture absolutely sums up what's wrong and right about our society right now. An attention seeker versus an inspirational hero. And I was like... So I looked into it a bit more anyway, but I looked at like all the comments and stuff and people being like, um, like we, we spoke about, you know, Gal Gadot who posted that picture that, um, that, you know, did that thing with Imagine, Imagine. Song with all the yeah. celebrities, right? And I thought mm-hmm. that was relatively in poor taste because it's not like they're, I don't know how inspirational that is. I think that's a bit like the opposite, but if someone's posting online about their, essentially what are their mental health issues? I thought it was, I actually thought, and I like Andy Goode's like opinion on a lot of things. And I like how controversial he can be in some ways on his podcast and on Twitter because he's very critical of a lot of things. But I really thought this was in poor taste. I must admit, like I thought it was a bit out of order to be honest, to be like, you don't need to bring someone down to put someone up. You know, it's amazing what Captain Tom Moore is doing. It is also okay, I believe, if someone needs to share how they feel especially when it's negative things and they need some uh i guess support in some way um i don't think they're the same and i thought it was a bit i thought honestly i just thought i didn't think that was really nice and i want to know like what do you think um i seen this post actually and um i initially thought sam smith posted his thing like and I, I must obviously be wrong, but I, I'm sure he posted about how he didn't want to be isolating or the struggles of isolating way back before we were even in lockdown. It was very was near it, the start, so it wasn't it wasn't as recent as this, but it kind right. of like flared up again, like only just in the past like week. Yeah, because um, Andy Good wasn't the only person. A few people have posted comparisons of these two. Yeah. Um. I, because I know Ricky Gervais also made a comment about um, how celebrities in their, need to stop posting about stuff with their mansions and their swimming pools. Um, personally, uh, I mean, it's very, very different than the the Wonder Woman thing because, you know, mental health is a big issue. 
Um, I don't know. I, I struggle. I can, I can sort of, again, like I like with you, I, I, I usually, you know, would agree with sometimes things that Andy Good says. He usually has a pretty fair and thought out opinion. The same with Ricky Gervais. Like he's usually quite to the point um, and doesn't beat around the bush. Uh, with this, I struggled a bit more because I was thinking initially, I'm after being completely honest, my gut reaction was like the right, you know, because in my head, Sam, Sam Smith posted months ago about it and it's like it's not even scratched the surface yet and to me it came across as attention seeking um mm. but then i thought about it a bit more and it's like well it's not for me to say what he shouldn't shouldn't or he or, or they i keep referring to him as him um it's not for me to say how they should feel so mm-hmm. uh i think what a lot of people should maybe do is maybe less have 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 less of an opinion on what other people are doing and focus more on themselves. Keep their noses out of other people's business. It comes it comes down to this old adage of if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because a lot of people posted in these like people that are like verified on Twitter and like ex rugby players and stuff being like, what happened to like be kind? Because it wasn't a very kind thing to say or do for sure. I, I do agree that it is attention seeking, but I almost think that, that that's like the purpose of it kind of thing. Like people that do that because they want attention because they're for whatever many reasons why, you know, the reason why people are posting thirst traps and the reason why people have like suddenly all made their own like porn Twitters and the reason why people are expressing how they feel is obviously for attention because that's what social media is for, isn't it? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's but then the discussion could be, you know, is it the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do in that sort of sense? But it's not to say this person is an attempt, like in a in a really like bring them down, basically. You know, you could say, you know, I don't think that this is so. You know, because people have different ways of dealing with how they feel, and I don't necessarily agree with. Um, I would never post myself crying online, right? I would never do that. Um, that being said. When we have things like the podcast, for example, if I wanted to mm. share how I feel and my emotions and, you know, things like that, I feel like this is my avenue to do that, right? Yeah. Obviously, I don't have a following the same, or we don't have the same following as Sam Smith. And, you know, celebrities in general have um, a far a far greater reach. So it gets to many different people. Um, I think some people would take well from the fact that there are people who are going through the same things as they are. I, I think that that is true um mm-hmm. i do also think that people in those positions do have more and i think it is important to remember that both for themselves and for others that they are in privileged positions in many different ways and that you do need to check yourself a little bit and be like do you know what is it appropriate for me to i don't know say or do what i'm doing in relation to the grand scheme of things like i do think you need to contextualize it in some way you know what i don't I think- agree with is comparing them well, they're they're incomparable. I like I think they're you know I think the comparison is quite wrong, but I do think um and <clears throat> anything anything I say in this podcast and anything you say in this podcast because we put it out there in the public and it you know I I don't think it's about following it's about it's about the right of free speech. Anything I say on here that people disagree with, they have the right to come back and challenge me on. Um, and the same has been like and we're not celebrities, but. 
it, it, it the scale doesn't it doesn't differ when you're a celebrity. To me, if you do something and post it socially, you're doing that. People have the right to have an opinion on that, and they have the right to have a negative opinion on that. Um, and as uh, to me, it's a struggle because I don't think and Andy Good and Ricky Gervais are wrong in calling out Sam Smith for what he's doing. The comparison thing, I think, is really bad. I like to me, well, not bad. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just stupid. I don't think you can compare the two. Um, but yeah, I just does that have I made sense? Have I said something that made sense? I think it makes sense. I do. I do think. Um, I think my idea a little bit about people should have their opinion. It's sure, like they can. I think they need. I think people need to remember their positions. Though. I know that like we're different to to there. That they do have influence, so you do need to be more considered. Or it's you know just. I, I think it's something just to bear in mind. It's like what you say does have influence. You know, if you do have more influence than others, people do like it's just as simple as that. Really, like you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. What, what really stuck out to me, actually, and it's always the same, and this is where sometimes like, I, I'll, and I mean this seriously, like, you know, and I don't know if you ever do it about, like, gay people, for example, but I'll do it with, like, gay people or black people, because I'd be like, you know, anyone on, like, the spectrum, I'd be like, fuck, man, they let us down. They really did. You know, um, like, when on the show um, Love is Blind, like, they had a bisexual person on there. Well, they never said they were bisexual, but someone who was both interested in male or female. Um, and that person, I thought, was a really bad representation of, like, the queer society because of how they reacted and treated and i thought that was a poor representation of you know a community and then all the comments online like after like andy really did that were you know anyone that supported what he'd said and said some horrible things were always like white males right of like and you just think of course they're the ones that are going to write and there were a few of these, and I'll just read one of them. It said, well said, Judy, you are absolutely right. At least the wonderful Captain Tom Moore knows he's a male. And there were a few of those people, obviously, in Twitter's like that, rife full of, like, absolute vile people. But mm -hmm. it's just a poor, you know, they just bring everybody else down. They bring a certain community down. They just, you know, whereas there were, like, women and um, and young men and stuff, and they were just like, um, mental health is a real thing. And it's really important to just understand that people have their ways of dealing with mental health and no matter how rich and famous you are and arguably that puts a lot more pressure on yourself you know when you've got like the scope and you're expected to behave and act a certain way and people think that you aren't lonely um and i will say this because recently someone i know when they're on holiday actually hung out with sam smith um for two days just by chance mm. And he described Sam Smith as someone, he was like, you know, I had got a little touching, but seems really lonely, even when they were yeah. at the house. Um, and, and it kind of just made sense a bit for me. I was like, you know, that's the thing. If you've got so much attention, but people want you for like what you have, but not for who you are kind of thing, then that, that completely makes sense, you know, to me yeah. anyway. But yeah, I just thought, you know, I don't think it's the right thing necessarily. For, it's not for me. And I don't think, I do think celebrities should understand that, you know, if you're posting like Instagram stories of you crying and how hard it is that you just need to understand the impact that you're having, whether it's positive or negative. And I think it can have both. I don't, but I just think that to compare them is a bit tasteless. To compare them is tasteless. I think if you were to, I mean, there's so many different things. Like the Wonder Woman thing was 
just the most stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it, it had no purpose um, except to make those celebrities feel like they were doing something good for the world around them when yeah. in had probably the opposite effect. Um, I think, at least with Sam Smith, what they posted was it had a, it, I mean, it, it was attention seeking in my head, but it also served a purpose in that they highlighted, you know, people are going through tough times. Um, mm. And I nearly posted this morning, but I, I thought I'll put, keep it for another day. Um, because I think as a world and as a community, we've never been in the situation where we're in right now. And it's, it's sort of, it plays on your psyche so much. You, I find myself, like we've talked about it before, like uh, we're, we are a lot hornier in this situation. Like that we're, I don't know why, but we're just, just constantly horny. Um, <laughs> we are though. And I don't know why, but it's, it's me and me respond in to more thirstier things that are online. Like I'm, I'm being a bit thirsty online. I'm like, and I sort of say, Jesus Christ. And I, I nearly made the joke this morning on um, social. Um, we're following the rules of what what happens in Corona stays in Corona. But I thought I'll keep it for a different day because I posted something else that was I thought funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was just like, it is true though. Like We're all in this circumstance where we're responding to different things. I'm getting agged up about stuff or anxious about stuff and you know responding to things that I usually wouldn't care care about and I think it ripples to everyone like people are you know um, people are having more opinions and stuff because all they can do is sit and watch stuff online and have opinions on them so mm. I think it's we live in a world now where all this is happening and, and, and when we're coming out of it nobody will care well, that's what I didn't. I was saying that as well because people are like, you know, the world is going to change after this and stuff. But I think, and I'm probably just because I'm quite cynical and stuff, but I can just see us easily going back into the same ways, if not even worse than before. <laughs> you know, I don't think people would be like, oh my God, like, you know, I can see clearly now, and now I'm going to be like, um, you know, giving to the world and I'm going to use less pollution and all these things. I'm like, oh my God, when we get back into this, it's going to be fucking madness. I'll What's tell you what saying? people will be doing a lot more of. I, I think. I think the whole idea of cleanliness, like, I think a lot more people will understand how hard or how easy it is to get sick. Um, and I think I, because to me, I've always had like, I'm one of those people at work, I'll always have antibacterial gel on my desk. I have for oh, years, everything, every, I, I see when I get in off the tube, I wash my hands. When I get home after traveling home, I wash my hands. I wash my hands so much, just standardly anyway. Um, and I think a lot more people will will do that a bit more because it just, it, yeah. And I think one of the more positive things out of it, I hope, is that people understand that health and exercise, like they shouldn't be taken for granted. Um, being healthy and is something that we should we should all be doing because our body needs, I can't even think now, I'm so tired. Our body, our body needs to be able to be healthy to respond to these sort of unknown viruses and even known ones. Um, mm. It's, but I think you're right. For a lot of the other stuff, like socially, I think a lot of people will go back to being just 
dickheads. To me, the big thing is with the NHS is it's it's how everyone's praising the NHS, which I think is great. But when it comes to you know voting in a party that actually respects them and wants to give them the better the the money they deserve, um, are are we going to do that? Uh, not to get too political, but I seen a really good post the other day where it's like, um, it's isn't it weird that we're in this time in the time where our generation is is most in need. Um, we're not looking to superstars or sports stars or models. We're looking to people who are underpaid, um, not footballers who are paid fifty million a week. It's mm. you know it, it's it's true. It is it's all right to have role models out there who are celebrities and famous and this, but the people who are actually making a difference are going on un, unawarded and taken for granted. It's madness. It's absolute madness. And I wish somehow that, that things would change in that respect because. Um, like I saw with um, you know, because I follow the NBA, they made an agreement that the players would take uh, like a certain level of pay cut, obviously because there's they haven't got income coming in, um, mm. and this is America. But like here, you know, like and it, when they're talking about Premier League, the first things that the first people that lost out were the people that were working in like the stands, um, you know, like yeah. people, concession staff and things like that, but not the players themselves. You just think it's mad how much money people spend on celebrity and entertainment, but not on resources and. And the money's there, like it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And more people would aspire to be um, doctors and things like that under pressure if the money was better. Obviously, like they wouldn't be like, "Oh, I want to be a footballer," you know. I'll, I think, you know. I think companies like that need heavier taxes. Um, well, I, what's interesting to me is how we're going to come out of this financially. I mean, I don't know in what back pocket the government was holding that so many billion pounds that they've now decided to split up and give out to everyone. Um, but in my head, it means the rest of us are going to get taxed heavily for years to come. Yeah, yeah, Adam was saying that as well because obviously he used to work for HMRC and stuff and he's like, look, at yeah. some point, the taxes are going to have to change because we can't just keep going out this money. You know, it mm. comes from other funds that they would have lost, you know, don't need to use like over this period, for example, but it's still, it's still loads because they've, they've like, you know, they've, the furlough scheme is going to continue and that's been increased now for longer, another three weeks, not three weeks until the end of June. Right. So that's mm -hmm. another three months where the government are paying people salaries, which is obviously great, but also where does this money come from? Yeah. And it'll have to come from us, which is obviously a thing, but yeah. Some people well, have more resources than others. That's it. I think that it's, it's, it's easy to me. It's we're all in a community together and we all have to work together in this cycle of you know because to me i'm i'm still working and i'm still paying tax in my work and i know that money is going to support somebody else who isn't as lucky enough to have a job and that's fine mm. that's just the way the world works um and i sometimes think god i wish i was furloughed because it means i could like i, I read all these inspiring things that people are changing their life about i know i wouldn't be doing that anyway i'd be 100 percent spend every single minute of my life sat eating and playing the computer game or eating and watching tv so i'm glad that's I'm exactly working. what i'm doing but, you know i'm <laughs> But it, it, it is what it is. Like I, In my head, I sort of think the grass is greener, but I also know that if I was there, I would 100% want to be working. Because um, I was there. I was out of work for four, four or five weeks. Um, mm. And I hated it. Like There's nothing I could do. I couldn't see my friends because they they were all working and I was at home and it was just, it was shit. So I just know, I'm just glad I'm working. Um, and I, don't, I don't, don't have any qualms about it at all. 
<laughs> not a qualm. Um, not a qualm. Um, yeah, it just it's. I think it's. I think the way we get back from this is companies and and sporting and you know people who are. To, oh, it drives me insane that the government are bailing out multi-billion pounds companies like EasyJet and shit like that, knowing that they have the funds to be looking after themselves. They're just too greedy to. Mm. And, this, and the same with like sports things like I don't think sports people should be paid as much as they are I know it's an ongoing debate um, I don't think it's a debate I think people I don't think anyone in the world except for sports stars think they should be paid as much as they are um, it's more like they can I guess it's not you know obviously no one thinks they can but it just you know it excites people more like sports is you know some of the big th- biggest things in the world you know and entertainment in general people spend more money on entertainment than they do on you know Resources yeah. that need to. That's it's just it's just how it is, isn't it? I think I think there needs to be a restructure looked at this because, uh, to me, if we're be able to pay, if we have, if we're able to have money in this com- in the country that's able to pay sports stars and that level of money, when we struggle to afford uh, right equipment to save people's lives, I think there's a a massive flaw um, and it comes down from a less socialist party being in in government in my opinion oh god we took a right angle didn't we yeah sorry, I, was, I was like <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> sorry Ashley yeah during quarantine where can people find us what do you mean? I'm at home in the Mavadi. I'm People can find us on Instagram. They can find us on Twitter. They can find us on Facebook. Is that what you mean? Uh, that's exactly what I mean. I thought you meant like I'm right, like my location right now. <laughs> I was like, oh no, you're not in. Oh, you're not in your brother's room now, are you? Because of shower issues. No, I am in my brother's room now. Yep. The shower oh, issue ended. Yeah, I came in here. You can find us on OnlyFans. Um, we will be starting on OnlyFans this week. Yep. We'll be we unpeeling will... the pods. With, um, <laughs> and we will only be stocking fans. Uh, there'll be no lights, no shades, literally just fans, handheld fans, plug-in fans, <laughs> car fans. <laughs> What other fans are there? Oh, handheld little fans. What are they called? Fans. I guess so, yeah, just fans. Fans. Mm. All right, we should wrap it up anyways. Yeah, 100%. It's been a long one. It is, yeah. It's sort of, I always think that we're not going to have much to talk about because there's not much to do. And then we just waffle. Jibber jabber. Jibber jabber. But Matt, thank you as always for your time. It's been a real pleasure. Yes, thank you, Ashley. And I'm glad G- you are rounding out into a good normal self, you know. But oh. obviously know that we're gonna go through these little um ups and downs and waves of emotions. And troughs. Yeah, hundred percent. Um yeah. and it's normal to do that. Anybody else going through that, obviously it's totally normal to do that. Um shouldn't feel bad i went through a period of feeling really shit about it because i felt like i was feeling um 
And that was just putting extra pressure on me to do that. And it was like, it literally was my boss saying, like, you need to chill out and just go chill. Do chill, chill and chill. Absolutely. Matt, did just I tell you that, any, that I have you as my um, wallpaper on my laptop? What do you mean, my face? Yeah, well, I have a, I, every week we record, I put a picture of you my, on, my, on my laptop. So it looks like I'm talking to you. <laughs> and I no. tend to, I try to find the worst picture I can. And it's impossible. Well. I know, it's impossible. I do have some great photos. Do you? I do, I do, I do. I do, I'm very photogenic. Oh, well, I'm just tagging you on now. I didn't know that you did that. You're such a freak. Do you actually get different <laughs> pictures each week? No, this is the first time I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it each week now. Okay. Such a dick. I need to take some... Well, because my mission on Instagram was to make sure that my pictures are, like, really unattractive, because my pictures are normally so good. And I think I succeed in most instances, but now you're going to take the piss, aren't you? No. Me? Okay. No. We'll see what shows up. Okay, you piece of shit. All right. Just... Um, have a lovely week, Ashley. Yeah, you too. Have a great one, and I'll chat to you soon. Yes, I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Okay, everyone. Have a lovely week. Bye.